An Elvis lookalike steals a fake vagina from a sex shop. And an airline will warn you if you'll be sitting next to a baby on your next flight. And a fugitive on the run for 17 years was found living in a cave by a drone. These are the weird stories for Monday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, which is the only daily news podcast hosted by a comedian. Let's get you some weird stories for your ears and your brain. Hopefully you'll have a little bit of a laugh, maybe learn something. Okay, it's Monday. Let's do the best we can. You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. An Elvis lookalike steals a fake vagina from a sex shop. Is this title real? Yeah, apparently. It occurred in New Zealand. A man that was bearing a strong resemblance to the king, Elvis Presley, has been accused of stealing a fake vagina from a New Zealand sex shop, prompting a police investigation. The Elvis lookalike allegedly stole the prosthesis from the Peaches and Cream sex store in suburban Auckland after a failed attempt to purchase the prosthesis, the fake vagina. He was very energetic and erratic. Going around the shop, he was talking a lot. He brought a sex toy called Like a Virgin up to the counter, but his credit card was declined. That's a quote from staff member Cat. Kat said that the man, whose Elvis-like characteristics included slicked back black hair and large sunglasses, incongruously teamed with a high-visibility vest, then ran out of the shop with the sex toy in hand. The sex toy is worth about $62. Ooh, this was a, it's a very sophisticated prosthesis vagina. New Zealand police confirmed they received a report of a theft at the store. The store has been frustrated with a repeat shoplifting incident situation. And they've put stills from their CCTV footage on social media in an effort to help track down this particular Elvis lookalike thief. This Elvis lookalike vaginal prosthesis thief. Kat told the New Zealand Herald she also hoped to track down a woman who allegedly stole vibrating sex toys the previous week before running out the door and jumping in a getaway car. Wow, people just stealing sex toys like it's a bank. <laughs> That's a strange pitch to your friend. Hey man, do you mind being my getaway driver? I'm going to I'm going to rob a place. Oh, really? What's it going to be? A convenience store, a bank perhaps? Nope, a sex toy shop. If you could just pull up outside the sex toy shop, I'm going to be I'm going to run out with a bag of dildos, jump in. Oh yeah, could you get me a fake vagina while you're in there? It's the least you can do. After all, I'm your sex toy robbery getaway driver. <laughs> oh, here's another cat, uh, cat quote. She's hilarious. She says, I work 13-hour days on a Friday. It ruins your whole day. <laughs> These sex toy thieves ruining this poor woman's day. How dare they? The store has been targeted by thieves about once per week, she says. Well, you guys must have the best sex toys in the whole area. Is this the only sex shop? Are people still buying sex toys in shops? I thought people were doing this online. I thought we've moved on to online sex toy purchasing. It's so embarrassing to do it in the store, right? You go up there. I remember I once bought a vibrator um, for a lover of mine in the past. You know how you do it? Because I think of other people, not just myself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was really thinking of myself. I was like, oh, I would love to watch her with this new item I'm going to buy. Um, 
I remember my first time in a sex shop. I was quite, I was youthful back then. Yes. I didn't know anything. <laughs> Bought a vibrator, went up to the, got in line. And then when it was my turn to purchase, by the way, line of people. Well, when you buy a vibrator at this particular store, they got to test it, make sure it works. They have to put batteries in it. The person at the counter does all these things while you're about to buy it, puts the batteries in, holds up high so you can see that it's working. But then, you know, what happens is the fallout of that is everybody else in line can see what you're purchasing because they're holding up the, your dildo or vibrator or whatever it is. Your vibrating face, mouth, prosthesis, lady parts, whatever it might be. For everybody to see it. It's like, okay, we like what you're buying. Good, good stuff there, buddy. The biggest one in the store. Wow. Okay. So that's an embarrassing experience. But like, so not buying them in the sex shop seems to be the way to go. Buying them online seems to be the way to go. In my opinion, I thought this is what we were doing, but apparently no, people are still going into sex shops and I don't know, I guess it's good to browse. This must be the only sex shop around though. People are just robbing the place. <laughs> and, and and a fake vel a fake Elvis, you know, the Elvis impersonator to do such a thing. So strange. Yeah, you know, I wanna give myself a fake vagina. Hey, uh but you know what? My credit card was declined, hey. The king doesn't have his extra credit card, I'm gonna have to eh, gonna think gotta think fast here, I'm just gonna maybe I could just uh you think they'll give me the prosthesis vagina? I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna have to just run out the run out the store. Let me come on. Let me text my getaway driver. I'm gonna <laughs> take this fake vagina and bring it to Graceland, baby. Oh yeah, put it right next to my fake everything else. You know, um, I'm gonna eat a eat a lot of cheesecake while I play with this fake vagina for sure. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm the king. How are you even charging the king for this fake vagina? The king should get free fake vagina because I'm the king. You know what I'm saying? Why do I even have to pay for such a thing? Hey now, come on. How was that for an Elvis impression? I think it's pretty bad. Call me and tell me. 646-450-2012. An airline will warn you if you'll be sitting next to a baby on your next flight. So crying babies, as you know, are the bane of many air travelers' existence. And uh, I recently had a crying baby on a flight from Singapore to San Francisco, and I couldn't help but think to myself, wow, who in their right mind would bring a newborn on a 16-hour flight? What kind of monster of a parent are you that you would bring a an infant, a, a baby, on a 16-hour flight? I can see a child. That's acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Um, but a newborn, a screaming newborn, what is it about your life that you can't arrange around that that you got to take a newborn unless you're moving your whole family you have no choice but like if i got a vacation situation or i'm whatever i'm like you know what I'm not going to take the newborn on a 16 hour flight three hour flight six hour flight sure 16 hours what are you doing to the rest of us are you out of your mind i couldn't believe it i could not believe it maybe i'm maybe i'm being insensitive here but i just don't i can't see a reason why you take a baby on a 16 hour flight like just make an arrangement for the baby not to be there let someone else watch the baby like unless you're moving your family yes yeah, sure then there's, there's just no need to bring a baby on a flight like that 16 hours come on you are you on going on vacation taking your baby leave it with a relative it he she whatever you know the I don't know. I don't even know all the pronouns these days. There's many. 
Uh, well, one airline is making it easier to put some distance between you and a child or a baby that may be throwing a tantrum on a flight or crying or other things that make it unpleasant for you to be 16 hours in coach, sitting in a middle seat, trying to keep it together, trying to get some Zs. Japan Airlines has a feature in its booking process now that indicates where young children are seated on its flights. Amazing. When passengers traveling with a child who is less than two years old select their seats, a child icon will appear on those seats when others go to select their seats. This is amazing. I've been waiting for this all my life. Uh, I love it. There are some issues to the child icon feature that Japan Airline has noted on its website. The child icons won't appear if the person traveling with children selected their seats as part of a tour booking or on another website rather than directly through Japan Airlines. Oh, so if you bought it through a third party, like, you know, I don't know, one of those Expedias or something, then the child icon will not appear. It also does not appear for passengers who bought their tickets with frequent flyer miles. Come on, Japan Air, get it together. Don't tease us with this partial program that you have here. I think what you're doing is lovely, by the way. And if the aircraft changes after booking, the placement of the child icons may not be accurate. Ooh. Japan Airlines isn't the first carrier to attempt to make trips more comfortable for other travelers when babies are on board. In 2016, Indian airline Indigo rolled out quiet zones. Quiet zones where children under 12 were not allowed to sit. Oh, that's fantastic. Can you put them uh, underneath the, with the luggage for a, a few hours? I mean, is that, a, <laughs> just put a babysitter down there. I don't know, get a ball pit for the kids to play and just keep them down under away from all, all of us, I say. Other airlines have introduced similar child-free rows of seating for an extra fee. Ooh, I'd like to pay for, yeah. If you're going to pay for your, an extra, an extra fee for child-free row, that's a waste of your money because the kid could be in front of you. A child that's three rows in front of you is still going to ruin your flight if it's screaming. You know, so that, does, that doesn't work. What about Japan Airlines? I mean, all airlines perhaps. Just just issue a, um, a, go, a baby go night-night packet, which is basically, you know, I don't know, a Vicodin and a, and a small shot of whiskey. You give that to the baby. Next thing you know, it's sleeping for seven hours. Amazing. I just solved all our traveling problems. Business travelers without children aren't the only ones feeling stressed, stressed out by airlines policies when it comes to seating children. An investigation by Consumer Reports found that there were more than 100 complaints made to the U.S. Department of Transportation from families who found it difficult to ensure that they could all sit together on the flights. Some families also complained about being forced to pay extra in order to guarantee that parents were seated with their children. And although the Department of Transportation was ordered by Congress to review airline family seating policies, Consumer Reports found that the agency had not taken steps to institute more family-friendly policies among airlines. Yeah, I'm all for family-friendly policies for the airlines, but I'm also more for, like, quiet. Like, shut the hell up with your baby. Like, what are you doing? Take care of it. You know, and we live in a world now where the parents aren't telling, they won't tell their kids to shut the hell up anymore, right? We gotta, we're in a world where they're just like, could you please keep, uh, they always have a, a name like Renfro, Renfro, could you please keep it down? Mo mommy is trying to sleep. Well, mommy and the other 150 people that are around us are trying to sleep. Renfro, could you please just sit down and get, no, this is, I mean, this is what the parents are doing. So now you get a situation where these kids are out of control. My opinion I think it comes from relatively reliable data, though. 
I've seen this situation. I've witnessed it. And so as long as we're in a world where the the parents are letting their kids go buck wild without any discipline whatsoever because they're too afraid to say no to ruin its day, I mean he or she or whatever other pronoun, (laughs) then we need to have the the airlines, the onus should be on the airlines to, you know, implement something to ensure that the rest of us can have a a comfortable flight. I mean, it's well, not that it's ever going to be totally comfortable, but you know, at least some quiet would be nice. My goodness, am, am I out of my am I out of my mind here? Call me. Let me know what you, how you feel about this. Six four six four five zero twenty twelve. That's the weird AF news hotline, baby. I got a hotline bling. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. A fugitive that was on the run for 17 years was discovered by a drone. He was living in a cave. 17 years in a cave, like a like a Sasquatch hunter, or perhaps someone who was fascinated with Paleolithic man's lifestyle. Maybe he wanted to be like, what is it like to be a Neanderthal? Chinese police have arrested a fugitive who'd been on the run for 17 years. He was in a hideout in a cave. The police used a drone to spot his cave hideout. 63-year-old Song Jiang had been jailed for trafficking women and children, but he escaped from a prison camp in 2002. Ooh, this is a very nefarious fellow, trafficking women and children. Terrible. I hope they do away with this man, of course. Uh, He had been living in a tiny cave cut off from human interaction for many years. 17 years. The police received clues about his whereabouts in early September. Those clues led them to the mountains behind his hometown in southwest China. After regular searches failed to find anything, I assume they used dogs and whatnot, hiking, authorities sent additional drones to help the officers. The drones eventually spotted a blue-colored steel tile on a steep cliff, as well as traces of household rubbish nearby. Police then went on foot, And they found Song in a small cave where he'd been hiding for years. According to the police, the man had been living in seclusion for so long that it was difficult for him to communicate with the officers. Fascinating. He hadn't been speaking. He had probably not spoken to somebody in well over a decade. He swapped out English to speak other languages such as crow and deer and beautiful dove. (laughs) He was, he was nature man, just communicating with all the fascinating animals that lived around his cave. He was a whisperer of many different animals. Butterflies and whatnot, grasshoppers were his friends, no longer human beings. The media said that Song had used plastic bottles to get drinking water from a river and branches of trees to make fire. Well, I could have guessed that. Can you... This guy, what did... He had a, he obviously had him looking at the photo he had some stuff from actual civilization that he I don't know if he brought with him or that he snuck into the town once a year to grab certain things like I don't know how do you go you go that long without a beer 
I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Cup of coffee? What is this guy living on? Just sticks and twigs and grass and various leavery? Leavery? Is that a word? I mean, shrubbery. That's the word. Wow, am I dumb. Not smart enough to live in a cave, obviously. I don't even know that it's not called leavery. I'm always fascinated by these people, like uh, Bear grills. you know, these guys, that, these survivalists that could probably live forever in a cave. I'm like, how do you do that, man? You're like a super person. You know, but when you're trying to maintain your freedom, this is sometimes a, a thing you have to do. But is he really free? Like, what's worse? Being in jail or being, you know, in a in a 8 by 12 cave eating crickets? I don't know. It's a fascinating situation. This guy's been sent back to jail, thankfully. We have to put him in some high security situations. He's probably going to be very, very pleased to finally have running water and a, and a hot meal, I'd imagine. 17 years without a cup of coffee? Oh, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, people. I just couldn't. I'd have to figure out how do I grow coffee? Oh, man. And then I don't have the internet, so I'm not going to know how to do that. If I can't watch a YouTube video, then I'm not going to know how to do anything. I learned how to do everything through YouTube videos. Yeah, for sure. I learned how to do this podcast. Not really, but you can. <laughs> hey, weirdos, it's Jonesy. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Weird AF News. You've made it to the end, which means you win. You win in in the way that you get to hear the outro, <laughs> which may drive you crazy by now. Uh, hey, hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed Florida Fridays. Those stories were fantastic. Thanks to everyone who's reached out to me over the weekend. I'm still traveling. Um, I'm going to be traveling for the next week again, so I'm doing the best I can to get the show out. Please forgive me for any snags, such as, you know, sound quality, like I'm in a bathroom right now, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So please bear with me while I get through this. I want to thank all of you who have joined the Patreon. Uh, you too can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, uh, and you can see some of the strange extra media that I've put up there. Weird stuff, you know, stuff that I thought you might like that I think you might enjoy. Uh, also, you can follow Adventures on my Instagram, at Funny Jones, on Twitter, at Funny Jones, and on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. You can email me anytime, funnyjones at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for those of you who have called in, uh, publishing some of your calls, but difficult to publish all of them because it requires, uh, <laughs> requires my laptop, <laughs> which I can't have with me at all times, unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, but... Uh, what do I want to say? Lastly, please just rate, review, and share the show if you could. I'd appreciate that so, so much. And um, right now I'm still in, well, I'm actually in New Hampshire right now where I'm recording this. Be in New Hampshire all day, then I'll be in Boston tonight, and then I'm flying to Cincinnati on uh, Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Yes. And we'll work it out. Uh, thanks again, guys. Love you. Just when I thought you had enough. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water. Just when I thought I was out. Jonesy, you dragged me back in. You called me out on your podcast. You called me out about my driving and my toll-paying abilities. Not all of us are blessed with a roll of quarters in their pocket, you know, tucked to the left like some gents I may know. I pay my tolls, Jonesy. I drive a big rig. He who is not ready at the toll booth shall be rammed. It is written in scroll. So says the great Ramses of Florida. The angry Florida man. Anyway, Jonesy, 
I'm not really all that angry about that. I figured you wouldn't think I had the dough. Anyway, I'll get back at you.